Just lift our Bibles up, wave them around, make Jesus glad and the devil mad. Let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I look forward to this Wednesday night. I'm hungry for more, more of your spirit, more of your presence, more of your word. I believe I received tonight revelation that will build my faith, nourish my spirit, and give me the victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles to Acts chapter 3, please. We'll start reading with verse 1, Acts 3, 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried whom they had laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them, which entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, You men of Israel, why look you, why marvel you at this? And why look you so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? And he continues to pre preach to them. And I want to move down to verse 16. And he tells him how this happened. And his name, through faith in his name, see the name of Jesus. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Praise God. And so tonight, I just want to uh, preach a message entitled, Faith in the Name of Jesus. Faith in the Name of Jesus. You know, we keep reading here in chapter 4, verse 16. You know, when the temple rulers, you know, the temple rulers were trying to stop them from teaching and preaching in that name. They were jealous of that name. They were jealous of the miracles. They were jealous of the, of the, of the fruit, thousands of people coming to the Lord. And in, in verse 16, these, these rulers said, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. And so here we see this, this uh, mir miracle of the lame man receiving his healing was called a notable miracle by no less than the temple rulers. <laughs> 
And what is a notable miracle? Well, they defined it. It's widely known and undeniable. You know, no one could deny it. They all knew this man. He had been there. Uh, he was above 40 years of age. He'd been there most of his life begging. He was an approved beggar by the temple rulers. And it was, a, it was appro appropriate for people to give, them al give him alms. And, uh, and so, you know, religion has no answer for the power in that name. They have no answer for palsy. They have no answer for lameness. They have no answer. Demons have no answer. Sickness has no answer. I'll tell you, the name of Jesus made this man uh, whole. It made him sound. He received perfect soundness in the presence of everybody. So um, faith in the name of Jesus, what I'm talking about tonight. Faith in the name of Jesus. And uh, in Revelation 19.13, you know, here's John on the Isle of Potmos, and he received a revelation at that time about the name of Jesus. And he said, and his name shall be called the Word of God. So we could say without hesitation that to have faith in the name of Jesus is also to have faith in God's Word. All the power of God's Word is wrapped up in the name. <laughs> I tell you, we all have, you know, the right to use that name. And then uh, another thing to think about about his name, the name of Jesus, is that uh, the blood of anyone, uh, the blood of, of a person is tied to, that, to their name. I was thinking about all these sites that uh, sell you uh, your genealogy. They, you know, if you want to find out what your family line was like, some people, you know, submit their, C, their DNA to these databases and they run a check. And sometimes people discover they've got brothers or sisters they didn't know existed. They discover that uh, dad is not really their biological dad or their mother's not their biological mother. I mean, there's been a lot of surprises since people started doing that. But uh, the blood of a person is tied to their name. Now, I was watching one of these murder mysteries, Dateline or something, and, you know, back in the early days of DNA uh, testing, they couldn't really do much with it. Over the years, you know, it's, it's developed. And, and uh, you know, as long as a person, a criminal's DNA was in the database, the codec, they call it, the National Criminal Database for DNA, then they could tell who uh, perhaps the perpetrator of the crime, whether he left DNA on the body or DNA at the crime scene. Uh, they, could, they could find out who was there. But if that person's DNA was not in that database, well, then it was a mystery. Well, in recent times, technology has kept on going to the point where now that people are submitting, willingly submitting their DNA for the purposes of genealogy, now their DNA is on numbers of databases that are available to researchers. And so let's just say uh, 30 years ago, uh, Mary Smith was murdered, and at the scene they've got DNA, and nobody matched the DNA, and they couldn't find the, the criminal that did it, the murderer that performed it. Now, in the cold case, they open that up, and they run that DNA through other uh, the other uh, modern genealogy databases, and they can find out if that person's relative 
see, they can find a family name that's associated with that DNA, and then they can do some research, some good old-fashioned police work, and they can ask questions and find out perhaps it's a brother, perhaps it's a cousin, perhaps it's a sister. And they can actually develop a picture of the person with the DNA that they captured 30, 40 years ago. It's amazing. It's really amazing. It's like a miracle. My point is, is that your DNA is tied to your name. Well, when we were born again, our spiritual DNA is tied to the name of Jesus. We're no longer subject to this earthly DNA. Yeah, there's, we all have one. We have an earthly DNA, and it's tied to our family name. But guess what? We have a more superior DNA. We have the, well, they have the DNA. I mean, the father beget. He, he was the one that came upon Mary. He begot Jesus. And he, and, and the Holy Ghost, we were born of the Spirit, Praise God, begotten by the word of God. Our DNA is lined up with Jesus. Praise God. And so to have faith in the blood is to have faith in the name. And to have faith in the name is to have faith in the blood. And to have faith in the blood is to have faith in the word. See how this all fits together. And, uh, you know, when I was first saved, I didn't know all about the blood. I didn't have a lot of teaching yet. I was a baby Christian. I didn't have a lot of teaching on the word. I had, I mean, I read my Bible, but I didn't, I marvel at how people could stand up and recite whole passages of the scriptures and 15 verses in a row or something like that. Brother Osteen could just quote half the Bible from the pulpit. I was just amazed that anybody would have the Bible in them like that. I certainly didn't. But you know what I did have? I had the name of Jesus. And whenever I'd hurl the name of Jesus at sickness, whenever I hurl the name of Jesus uh, at, at demonic powers, I'm telling you, it was like I had all that I needed. All I needed was wrapped up in the name. Come on, lift your hands right now. Thank God we all have that name. We all have that name. Now, you know, recently we've been talking about uh, 2024 being the year of momentum, and we we used Acts chapter 19 as our cornerstone scripture, and we read about the sons of Sceva. You know, they saw that uh, special miracles were were granted by the hands of Paul, so that with handkerchiefs of aprons from his body, people uh, those those handkerchiefs or aprons were were laid on sick people, and they would be healed. And uh, and the seven sons of Sceva, here they are Jewish. They're not born again. They don't have the legal right. Their DNA is not lined up with Jesus. Uh, they have not been born again. They've not been begotten of the Spirit. They're not, they're not born again. Their, their covenant, they have a covenant with God, but doesn't include the name of Jesus. Now, we have the exclusive right to use the name. And so they were exorcists, seven Jew, Jewish young men, and they uh, had a, a young man that was filled with demons, and they said, in the name of Jesus that Paul preacheth, come out. And the young man said, well, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? <laughs> and uh, the young man in whom those demons were jumped on the seven, and they fled the place naked and wounded. They were just completely, pre he prevailed over them. It was a massive beatdown. <laughs> and, uh, and so you see, it didn't work for the seven sons of Sceva. But what did work was the name of Jesus was magnified. The fear of the Lord was magnified. 
dead religion was, was shown to be bankrupt. Oh, I tell you, the name of Jesus, we've been given the power to use that name. And, 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 and you know, in verse 12, Acts 4.12, it says, there's no other name given among men that can save or heal or deliver or protect or supply. You know, that word uh, save means all of those things. Let's go back there, Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name un among heaven, under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Where the word save is, is the Greek word sozo, and it means all those things. It means healed, delivered, set free, protected, provided for. It means more than just going to heaven. It means all of those things. The name of Jesus, there's no other name given that can save, deliver, heal, protect, or supply. And there's no notable miracle that can ever occur without that name and faith in that name. See, it's that name and faith in that name. You know, a lot of times people just think the name of Jesus is some sort of a, like a password or like a like a magic word or something. No, it's it's the name was was, you know, when we study out the name of Jesus, you know, when did Jesus receive that name, the name above every name? Well, he it was after the resurrection. All Jesus told the disciples, he said, all authority in heaven and earth is given unto me. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. And so he, he received that name after the resurrection. That was after he had defeated Satan. And that was after he had taken the blood and deposited it in the mercy seat up in the throne room of God. And, uh, and then he, in Mark chapter 16, he said, These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll drink. If they drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. They'll tread upon serpents and scorpions. They'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So we've been given the, the exclusive carte blanche name to use. And I like, uh, you know, the, the different aspects of that name. If you keep studying it out, in Hebrews 1, it says that Jesus received that name from the Father by inheritance. It says in Philippians chapter 2 that Jesus was conferred that name by the Father. He conferred the name. So Jesus inherited the name. The name was conferred upon Jesus. And I know his name was Jesus already, but the significance of the greatness of that name. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, because Jesus didn't do miracles in the name of Jesus. He just did the miracles in the name of his father. But now we've got the name of Jesus. And Colossians 2, the Bible says that Jesus achieved that name by conquest when he, when he, when he conquered Satan and demon powers, he was given that name. In Ephesians chapter 3, all the family of God has that name. It's, it's for our exclusive use. And so when you use the name of Jesus, it's good to realize the greatness of it. It's good, good to realize the fact that it was inherited. If he inherited it, we inherited it. If he was conferred, uh, it was conferred that name, we were conferred that name. Why? Because we have the same family name. We're named with his name. We have his DNA. <laughs> Glory to God. It's a great name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Of beings in heaven, beings on earth, and beings under the earth. Things, beings, words, all of those are the same Greek word. So uh, 
just think about the notable miracle. Sometimes that we you know, just a regular miracle is not is not going to be good enough. We need a notable miracle. Thank God, the name of Jesus is our access. We've got access to notable miracles here in the church. And I was thinking about that old wonderful hymn, "All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name." And uh, it goes something like this. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. And I like to kind of give it a little twist. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let demons prostrate fall. Let sickness prostrate fall. Let lack prostrate fall. I I think about the Amalekites. What happened when uh, Israel discomfited them as as we heard about in, in Exodus 17, when Moses stretched out his rod, what did the rod stand for? God gave him the rod because he didn't have the name of Jesus yet. But that that is a type and shadow of the name of Jesus. When Moses stretched out his rod, Israel discomfited the Amalekites. He laid them prostrate. Glory to God. <laughs> so faith in the name of Jesus brings perfect soundness. Uh, to your body, mind, and finances. So be encouraged about the name of Jesus. We have the right to use it. We need to have faith in that name when we use it, and we'll see the results. Come on, lift your hands and receive faith in the name of Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God.